Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Great to see you all. I'm Pastor Josh. If we haven't met, I am the young adult. I'm a youth pastor, both. At uh, Sorry, sorry. You guys too. Yeah. Woo! Okay. Thank you. Uh, and I work here uh, with my wife, uh, Pastor Mackay, who works with the junior high. We've been here for, there we go. We got a fan back there. Where's she at? Okay. Uh, go hang out with Fred. And uh, uh, we've been blessed to be a part of, of such a wonderful church for about eight years now. And if we haven't met you yet, um, it means I'm not coming to say hi. So come say hi to me, okay? I'd love to meet you. It's been long enough. We're ready. Um, we're excited to share. I'm excited to share uh, this morning. Um, I'm even wearing my suit. Right? Usually I got a little more holes in my pants. The pastor makes fun of me. He says, we pay you better than that. The church's going to think that, that you're broke. No. Um, no, actually, truth be told, I, uh, I was part of a wedding a few weeks ago, and I had to buy this to be a part of the wedding, so I thought I better put it to use, right? And so here we go. Okay. All right. Let's be honest. But I don't have my hat, and that's for you, Pastor. That's for you, right? I said that. And hey, I said this last service, uh, but I just always love to honor our pastor. We have such a wonderful pastor. Thank you, Pastor. We love you. Hey, but, but really, um, I mean, a pastor in general, especially a head pastor, there's so many things uh, on the plate to, and so many people and so many needs. Uh, but, man, we've had an impossible year with COVID, truly impossible, that we'll never know that no matter what you would do, you open, you close, mask, no mask, somebody's upset. You know what I'm saying? But, Pastor, you've been faithful, you've been genuine, you've led us strong, and we're here today, and we thank you for it. Come on, would you give another hand for Pastor Perry? We are blessed, church. We are. Such a genuine loving man of God. So thank you, Pastor. Well, I'm excited to share this morning. Um, I'm excited for life. You ever, you know, kind of, you don't know what you got till it's gone, kind of, you know, I had a rough year, and, and now that I'm kind of coming out of it, I'm all the more blessed to be alive. Amen? Uh, specifically, I mean, I had a really, maybe the, the hardest year of my life. I mean, I grew up in a broken home and, and, and no God, and, and so I had drama, drama and trauma, uh, but man, this last year was hard. Not just COVID, but I had health issues out of nowhere. We didn't know what it was. We still don't really have done testing and all these things, but I had chest problems and head problems for, for months. Discouraging, debilitating. Man, I, I started to really not be sure about my future. So it was a rough year, but God is so good. And somehow in the midst of that same year, my biggest blessing ever, we had our first baby, me and my wife. We did it. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Like that's some accomplishment, right? But uh, man, for you, if you know us, you know that it is. I joke, but uh, I mean, everyone's so nice at Harvest. Our first uh, few months here, everyone would come up and say, oh, you guys are so cute. How long have you been married? When are you having kids? That was always the question. When are you having kids, right? And eventually you stopped asking how long we're married and just, when are you having kids? And that went on for months and that went on for years. And, and then we heard it less and less, and then we stopped hearing it, and y'all, y'all gave up on us. You did. And I know, because once we had a baby, more than one of you said, I didn't think it was going to happen. Congratulations. Yeah, you said, yeah, but we did it, and we're so blessed. And hey, church, you were right. Uh, of course, if your parents, grandparents out there, you know, there's just something that doesn't compare. I have felt the love of God. I have loved people, uh, but I just cannot. I melt in front of my daughter, you know? Uh, I was holding her last night, and I just, I really realized I'm, I'm broken, it's over. She, she wins. 
Whatever it is, she wins, you know, and that's how I felt that love. Uh, but God was showing me something I just want to encourage you in this morning. Um, you know, she's, we've had her for a few months now, and, and I'm still coming out of the rough season of my life. We're still figuring some things out. I'm doing a lot better than I was, but I'm not where I hope to be yet. You know, I'm still in the process, and I'm believing God for it. But I feel blessed, and I didn't feel blessed before. And God just showed me it's because I was focusing on the bad and not the blessing. And even when I was in the bad, then we had our blessing, and I started focusing on my blessing, and I started to feel a lot more blessed. The bad was still there, but I felt blessed. And, and really, we just feel what we focus on most. And so I just want to encourage you all to, to remember the good things of God. And, of course, my blessing cries and poops, and is, is always, I, it's forcing me to focus on my blessing. So, uh, but for, for you all, wherever you're at, um, I, I tell our, our students this, let's be intentional to remember the things God does. Let's write them down. Let's go back and remember and declare because they're gonna be a new challenge. We live in a broken world. Uh, uh, they're going to be hard times, but we can go in there and get discouraged or we can go in there faith-filled, confident because we know who God is and what he does and who he's, who's gonna be in this situation, amen? So I wanna share with you this morning, but before I do, I'd like to pray. And uh, I wanna pray just that. I wanna pray that we would go into this morning remembering God is good. Even if we got some bad around us, let's, let's focus on the blessing, the promise, sir, and, and let's be encouraged today by God. Amen? Amen. Father, we love you. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Even somehow in the midst of my hardest year, I feel more in love now than ever, more blessed than ever before. God, you use all for the good. You really do. You're faithful, God. You are faithful, God. I know you have done so many things in our lives. Uh, forgive us, God, that, that we forget sometimes, but help us this morning to remember that you are faithful. Your grace, your mercy is, is more than enough. Your love, your provision, God, that you, that you are the way, that you continue to make a way, that you go before us, that you dwell in us. You are God. We love you. Would you lead us this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. 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 All right. Well, my sermon this morning is called God of the Impossible. I did not print out notes, so you'll have to take them yourself or not. It's up to you, okay? All right. Glad we covered that. God of the impossible, we're going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to be looking at an impossible thing, a miracle. Uh, God, I'm so glad. I don't know about you guys, but I am so glad God can do more than I can. Amen? I mean, there are many a times where I do all that I can, and if that was the end, I'd be in trouble. But God, right? And I wanna, I'm just excited about the but God moments, the, the, the end of us and, and where God begins moments, the super meeting the natural and the supernatural, the miracles of God. Man, I, we, we tell them as stories sometimes, and I have to keep telling myself, these things happened. It's amazing. The miracles of God. I'm going to share a miracle. You've heard this miracle. If you've been in church for like a week, you've probably heard the story, okay? Not really. But, but we, we, you've read this scripture probably before. You've definitely heard it teached many a times if you've been in church. But the word is alive, living, powerful, active. So I, I say always lean in. Be excited for the word. If it's the hundredth time, get ready because God will have something new for you today. Amen? So I'm excited for what God has. We're going to read. And, and this really arguably is, is a very important miracle. So is probably every miracle that God did, let's, let's be real. But, but it affects a whole lot of people, and it's, the, it's one of two miracles that's in every gospel, accounted for in every gospel. The other miracle is the resurrection of Jesus. 
kind of a big deal, amen? That's why we're here today, right? And so this one is the feeding of the 5,000. And so how many of y'all have heard this story before so I know who I'm talking to? Okay, yes, good. Okay, good, most of us, right. Okay, so we're going to jump in at verse 30. I'm excited. I'm believing for God to give something to us today. Verse 30, Mark chapter 6. So the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told them all he had done and taught. And Jesus said, let's go off to ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. Have you ever had a day like that? Have you ever worked so hard, been so busy, so engaged that you didn't eat? It's like 4 o'clock, it's 5 o'clock, and all of a sudden you realize, whoa, I'm hungry, <laughs> okay? I like to work hard, but I like to eat, Right, Pastor? Amen. All right, okay. I, I like the, I look forward to it. And, and I have to make a conscious decision sometimes to wait the extra hour. And you know what? It makes that meal all the better sometimes. But once in a while, life happens, and I don't even realize it. And then all of a sudden, it's 5 o'clock, and, and something shifts in me, right? I hit a wall. I start getting irritated. Or I feel like I can't. I'm like, what is happening? I haven't eaten. Okay? Have you been there before? And, and for me, I might be a little dramatic. I say this, but this is real life to me, okay? I start thinking like, I have to eat now. I'm not going to make it. Where's the closest food? I'm like at the church, and I'm thinking, Taco Bell. Oh, that's so far. And then I have to wait minutes for the food to be ready. I can't do it. This is how I feel, though. I really, like, I start thinking, I have to eat now. I'm empty. Like, I hit this wall, right? And maybe it's a little dramatic, but this is, this is where I get. And this is where I feel like this story is, because here, Jesus and the disciples, they have gone past wanting to eat and, and given and given, and eventually even Jesus says, hey, we need to go rest, okay? Let's get out of here. And so they get in the boat, and they go off, and this is where we pick up in the next verse. Verse 32. So they left the boat for a quiet place where they could be alone, but... Many people recognized them and saw they were leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. This morning, I am just going to share with you some things that stand out to me in the Word of God. When I read the Word, I want it to change me. Um, I know when I used to do uh, schoolwork, I would read my schoolwork so I could pass the grade or say I read it. I didn't have to understand any of it. I would just read it, okay? Don't do that. Okay, guys? All right. Hypocrite, but don't do that. Okay, right? Uh, but with the Word, it's life. It's living. I, I want to be changed. I want to be encouraged. I want to be blessed. I want to understand more. So when I read, anytime I read, and I'll be honest, some of it's hard. Some of it, you know, you, you get better. But, but my goal when I read the word is something in that day I can take and I can apply to my life. I can say, God, I want more of that. Or I need to get better at that. Or help me. Or thank you for encouraging me in that. Amen. And so I'm just going to share a few things in this passage this morning that stands out to me. And maybe one or more of those will, will, will uh, relate to you as well. So I read this, and I go, wow, God is just better than me. It's true. First of all, I'm excited. It doesn't matter how hungry or how busy or how, God will always come towards you, 
when, when, when you have a need. Uh, he cares about our needs, even above his own, and that's just a good God, and I'm encouraged by that. Uh, but I, I try to I- imagine myself in this situation. What would I do? Because I'm, I'm not just a, a Christian, although, honestly, pastor, Christian, I, I think it's the same. We should just be all in for God, amen, and, and live this Bible, same Bible, same people. But, but I try very hard to, to be like Christ and grow in that, and so I like to think that I would have spent my day like Jesus and giving my all and, 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 and loving all people and whatever that looks like. But then I hit that wall, right? And I've been here and God showed me a moment. He showed me because I, I was praying as I was reading, God, what would I do? And he showed me. He's like, oh, this is what you do. He's like, I do. I do give a lot. I'll wait. I, I, you know, sometimes on these like event nights that we have in youth, we'll work the day in the office and we'll put extra hours in and then we'll have the event and then we'll clean up and then it's like time and I am ready. I have hit, I mean, this, the path from the modulars to the office doesn't seem that long, but at 10 o'clock at night, when you've been here since 8 a.m., and, and, and you're exhausted, it feels like, I left the AC on, oh, oh, tragedy, and it's, but I go, and I'll go turn off the AC, or whatever it is, I forget something in the modular, and it's finally time, I'm heading home, last walk to the office, and that's when somebody will go, hey, Pastor Josh, Hey, what's up? Yeah, thanks for your help. Have a good. Oh, I just wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Hey, hit me up. We'll do. It. Yeah, but just real quick. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. And, and see what I'm doing here. I'm talking with them, but I'm I'm walking still. I'm still heading to the car. This happens. I I hit. I'm not God. If I've done that to you, church, I'm sorry. Okay. I realize, and, and I'm being silly, but I'm being serious. I, I have a line, you have a line, we have a place, but God doesn't. God did something different in this moment. He, his body, his flesh, he wanted to go, he needed to go so much they were going, but he had compassion and it moved him towards the people. And so I'm encouraged by that, amen? And I want to grow better than that. But then I see something else, a big deal in this is the people. The people were doing something that I want to be a part of. They were hungry and running after God. I mean, this sounds awesome, but where do we see this? I mean, they are literally running ahead. Oh, Jesus, go on, I'm going to go. I mean, I don't even know what that would translate like in our life, but I don't feel like I may be doing a lot of running myself. The best example I have is I think of like a a youth camp we were at one time, and uh, all the students were just so excited. It was such a powerful night. There was a big white tent is what it was in, but it was was a part of a bigger event, but we were doing a youth thing as a part of that event many years ago, and and the students were so excited that that the service was over. At a certain time at night, they had to cut the power because there's supposed to be a sound ordinance, and and the students weren't done, though. They were were going for it, and so they're jumping, and they're shouting, and they're chanting Jesus in the tent. They wanted more of God. They were hungry. They were going after it, and then... The people are like, you guys can't keep going. You got to leave the tent, which, okay. They've already turned off the power, so the students go out into the, into the outside, and they're jumping, and they're shouting. And then someone goes, they see this cross. It's like up the side of a mountain, and they're like, let's go to the cross. And they're all chanting and running. Like, I don't even know what's at the cross. I don't know, you know what, but they were just so hungry for more. And it just makes me think, like, I want to have that, that, that hunger. You know, and maybe you've been there before. I've been there before. It doesn't look the same way, right? You could be passionate and not... not jumping around, but there is something when, when we're hungry for God, and, and, I, and I, I say that because it, it challenges me, because it stands out to me, it was the people that were hungry and pursuing God that God then came and met with, and I love when the Bible connects, because I, I share scripture with my students all the time, in fact, almost every service before worship, I share uh, the scripture that, that says, you draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you, and, and so I'm challenged that if I'm ever not feeling 
filled up or fed or encouraged or growing. Sometimes I blame it because I'm busy or I'm tired, or, or maybe people will feel like it's, it's where they've been, or the pastor, or the, or the, or the church, or the, right? And, and not you, because you, you're here, so I'm, I'm proud of y'all. But those other people, right, we can feel like we're not getting fed. And I'm challenged by this, that if I ever feel that way, that maybe I've stopped being hungry and stopped running after God. And so personally, for me, my first point today is that I want to be in hungry pursuit of God. And so I encourage you, if, that, if you relate to that, if you maybe remember the season, sometimes uh, uh, we've done so much for, for another generation uh, and that we feel like we've finished, but I feel like we're not finished till we're with God in heaven. He has life for us. He has more for us. We should be excited for the things of God. We should come to church not because we, we feel like it or we're supposed to, but because we know God's gonna be here and it's gonna be awesome. And not just in the church, but be the church, amen? And to believe for the impossible, an impossible God, God of the impossible. John 6, John 6, if you could put it that scripture, we talk about the bread. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Uh, I, I, we need more than just physical food, right? We, God has life for us and, and wants to fulfill that for us. And I want to be hungry for God. And James 4, 8, the scripture I used earlier, uh, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Great. So let's continue. So Jesus has shown that even when he's ready for food, when people are hungry for him, he is going to have compassion and be moved towards those people. And so he gets out of the boat and he begins to teach, apparently for a long time, because the disciples get really hungry. And, and if you've heard the story, they interrupt him, which I know the Bible talks about come boldly before the throne of God. But you got to be bold to interrupt Jesus. Okay, let's, let's read this. Verse 35. Late in the afternoon, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. It's getting really late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages to buy something to eat. So I, I used to like kind of, I, I tried to think of what this would look like, and I used to kind of laugh at the disciples like, these guys are not that smart, okay? Because imagine if Jesus was here at Harvest Church right now teaching. Even if you're hungry, at what point are you going to come up and interrupt Jesus? I know I'm not. I know I need to eat. I know I might nudge somebody and go like, but I, but I don't want him to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be hungry. I would never. I'd stay hours. I'd probably stay days. I don't know, but I might stay till I die. It's Jesus, okay? Like, I'm not, but, but I mean, but are we going to be hungry? Yes, okay? And so I imagine the disciples, and my, they were already hungry before Jesus got off the boat and started teaching. And so I imagine they're in the corner over here talking it out. And they're like, what are we going to do? I don't know. You tell them. I'm not telling them. You tell them. We got to eat. I know, but I'm not going to interrupt them. Well, the people, the people. God loves the people. Tell them the people need to eat. That, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. You do it. <laughs> right? So, so eventually, some, one of them got suckered in and they're like, hey, Jesus. Hey, oh, wow, Messiah, mighty. This is good. This is good. I'm good. But the people, you know, the ones you care about, they're here, they're hungry. I know you're really, but they're hungry. And they need to go, and they need to be able to eat, okay? So I used to think that these guys were, were foolish for interrupting God and telling them their needs. But as I've read and prayed on the scripture and, and thought as the Bible as a whole, I don't think that that's that crazy. I think, I think just like when a parent or a pastor, you want to know when someone you love is in need. Interrupt me. Tell me the things. If you're really hurting, you really have me, tell me. The issue is that he, he doesn't just tell them the need. 
he tells them the solution too. Hey, God, this is what I need, and this is what you're going to do to fix it. Now, it sounds a little brutal that way, but I realize I do this sometimes, and maybe you can relate. Maybe we don't even realize it, that, that we have needs. And first, I encourage you, if you're not going to God, go to God. He, he, he has the answers. He wants to hear from you. He knows already the problems, but it helps me to go to God sometimes. But then trust God to lead you to that answer. And here's what I mean. I'll give you an example. All right, point number two is this. Uh, tell God what I need, but not what to do. This is what God is working on me in. I want to tell God what I need, but not how to do it. And an example in my life where I have fell, um, because this, is the, this is, will lead, if you've been frustrated, if you feel like you've been praying for something and haven't seen it happening, or, or you get discouraged, or, or sometimes even in over it, it can happen because of the, this issue right here. I've done this before. I have told God what I needed, and then I've become a cheerleader. I will say, God, I need help in this area. I'm like, God, I believe in you. You are almighty. You are my provider, right? I'm cheering. I'm declaring that he can do it. Go, God. And I'm just kind of waiting for what I'm planning for him to do to happen. And then when I don't see it happen, I get frustrated. I get discouraged. And, I'll, and then I'll, no, no, you're fit. Right now, I'll fight this battle. And then eventually, and I can, I can be frustrated in the very moment God is answering my prayers. And it's my fault. And here's what I mean. An example I have in my life is my college debt, okay? College is great. You know how I know, because you pay for it, okay? Right? Disneyland is great, and you pay for it. College must be better, okay? It's expensive. And, and I, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in, in being equipped and educated for your future, absolutely. Um, but the reality came in when I graduated, and a few months go by, and then you get kind of a warning, hey, in 30 days, you're going to pay your first bill. And they tell you what it is, I'm like, I can't pay that. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? And so I, I start praying, which is what we should do, right? We should go to God with our needs. And this is real life. I, I prayed a lot. I was kind of a little stressed out, right? And I try not to worry. And God, you're going to take care of me. And I really believe God gave me the peace. And he said, we're going to take care of it. You're going to be okay. And without realizing it, I had interpreted that in my own way. I gave my needs to God, but I didn't realize I also had already decided how God was going to take care of that. Not exactly, but kind of. Because I don't have parents that could help me, uh, and if you're doing that with your kids, it's incredible. But, but that's not always real life anymore. It's hard. And, and, and so I have a lot of debt, and, and so I'm believing for the other side. Well, someone's got money. Those miracle checks, right? They come in from, I see stories. Pastors will be telling these testimonies, right? So this must be my moment. So I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I'm listening to you. That thing's going to be gone, right? I'm believer. And then months are going by and years are going by, and I start to get a little frustrated because it's not convenient to pay hundreds of dollars every month on school debt. And I started to get frustrated instead of feeling blessed. The thing I didn't realize is that every single month I'm paying all my bills and my school debt that God is providing, has been providing, and will continue to provide, and I should feel blessed every week. God is answering my prayers. I was only frustrated because I was telling him how he should do it, and then he wasn't doing it. But instead, he's partnering with me, and we are continually to live in the blessing. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. This work is exciting for me. Let me show you a couple of scriptures on this. First uh, Peter 5, 7. Cast your cares, cast all your worries on the Lord, for he cares for you. So yes, we should. We should go to God with our heart. But then also, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is to trust the Lord then with all your heart. All your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he'll show you which path to take. 
we can go to God with our needs, but then let's trust him. He's going to take care of it. God, how do I do this now? I want to do it your way, not my way. We're going to take care of it. And that's what we do. So there's needs. They're hungry. There's lots of people. They come up and interrupt Jesus and say, hey, the people, they need to eat. And then Jesus says this. You feed them. Talk about a foot-in-mouth moment, okay? It's like that whole, like, don't pray for patience. <laughs> I literally just had this conversation. One of my staff members on our, our team was like, don't pray for patience. <laughs> they believe that because then God doesn't make you patient. He gives you the opportunity to be patient. Oh, hallelujah. Right? And so they need to be fed. Will you feed them? What? He goes on, uh, with what? We'd have to work for months to eat. Uh, to earn enough money for all the people, right? And, and again, when I read this before, I would just think, how are these interrupting Jesus, telling him what to do, telling him, God is saying, hey, go do that. I can't do that. And then, and then again, this is important for us. Make the Bible applicable to you. Man, I do that. I find myself in situations where I'm like, I can't do this. And God's like, well, I have you here. I called you to it. And maybe we can't do it on our own, but with God, Right? Maybe not the way we thought, but God's way, that, I, that, 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 that God has a plan, and I want to be in that plan. So uh, let's read the rest of the story here, and, and then I'll share my last, my last point with you. Uh, verse 38, how much bread do you have, he asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 and 100. I told us, that's a miracle in itself. I don't know. As a leader, I try to get these students in groups of eight for like a game, and it takes me five minutes, ten minutes. It just doesn't. Fifties and a hundred, I couldn't do it. Maybe it's on me, okay? God help me. All right. (laughs) Jesus took, and here's the miracle, right? Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up to heaven, blessed them, and breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share, and they ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish, a total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Man, that's incredible. And we know, we've heard this, but this is unbelievable. It's, God, it's impossible. This is what God can do. Impossible. Five loaves of bread and a couple fish to feed thousands of people. I mean, imagine being there. Like, I, I, I hear this, stories like this, I just, it's, it's hard to believe that it's not just a story that happens. And, and so I want this to be real in my life. What does that mean to me? Uh, there, there's a lot that goes on here, but, but I want to I I highlight something, that that is impossible. But God did not do the whole thing. He only did the impossible part. God is God of the impossible not the possible, that he partners with us, that he didn't just snap his fingers and there was food everywhere. He had people go and look, and someone had to give, and then they had to separate and give out, and there was a partnership, and when people did all they could, God did the rest. That God is not trying to just show up and show off, that he's saying, hey, I want to work with you. Hey, if, hey, can you do this? And you're like, well, I, I, I and here's the key for me, because there wasn't enough. But when you will give God, you're not enough. He will make it more than enough. 
there was extra. They had all they wanted, and there was extra. And sometimes we won't even go forward because we feel like we can't or we don't. And, and I'm just saying God is not asking us to do everything, but he's asking us to do something. He's asking us to be faithful with the things that we do have and trust him with the not enough, and God will make it more than enough, that we will do all of the possible, and at the end of us, that's where God begins. I know sometimes we get discouraged because we're impossible, in impossible situations, but the bigger the impossibility, the bigger setup for the miracle that God has. It doesn't disqualify God. That's where God starts. But we got to do our part first. We want to be blessed. Like, like I'm in a place right now, we, like we, we would love to get a house. We had a baby. We're in a third-story apartment. wasn't a problem. Is now. Okay? That's a heavy baby. She's only like 10 pounds, and I'm dying up that third story. You know, or you got groceries. Okay. So, but if I am not faithful, if I don't, God is not a God of management or money. He's a God of miracles. So we are working right now to start to manage our money and see, like, like God could give us an increase, and we don't even know how much of an increase we need because we haven't figured out, does that make sense? So we got to do our part, cut our corners, and then we might have what we need. I don't know. Or God will make it. But, but we got to do our part and then God will bless. Does that make sense? So I'm, I'm believing for blessings in my health. Uh, I'm still in the process of it, but I'm still going forward. I'm living my best life. I'm going to tests. I'm going to the doctors. I don't know where my miracle is going to come from. Will it be medicine? Will it be a doctor? Will it be God? I'm going to do all my part. And at the end of me, I'm trusting God is going to take care of it. And I'll tell you, it's not what I thought it was going to look like. I was like ready a long time ago to be fully healed. But you know what? I've grown a lot through this, and, and I've and, and been forced to draw closer to God, and I have more zeal for life and intimacy and appreciation, amen, hallelujah, they know, and, 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 and God knows what we need, and instead of being frustrated and upset about my season, I'm focused on the blessing, and man, I feel more blessed than ever, church, I really do, I really do, I really do, I feel blessed, I feel blessed. I want to highlight just a couple things from this passage. My third point uh, here and my last point for this is to trust God with my not enough. I really do want to trust God with my not, my not enough. Sometimes God will ask us to do things that don't totally make sense or we know isn't enough, but that's not why he's asking. He's partnering with us. When we do all that we can, then God shows up and does the rest. Think of the disciples' task. He says, go find out what you have. Sometimes we don't even really know what we have. What's in your hand? Uh, um, and, and so they go, Thousands of people, I, I try to, again, I try to imagine myself there. Thousands of people, and they're going, and they're talking. Do you have any food? 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 Do you have any? Hundreds of people, thousands of people. At what point do you just know, okay, there's not enough food here? Like, one person gave them food. So they had, if, if it was me and in my life, uh, I could see how maybe we would quit short that we would try for a while and not see the fruit and give up. But they completed their task. They were faithful to, I mean, Jesus is watching, right? But he is with us always. And, and they were faithful to complete their whole task and bring it to God, even though at some point it didn't really make sense. But God, God asked us to do it. Let's do it. God will take care of the rest. Let's be faithful with what we got. And, and they do the whole task. One young boy, as we find, is willing to give. Now, this is really cool to me. First of all, this young boy, what a champion. This young boy is really the only person that didn't need a miracle that day. Supposedly, everyone else was hungry. He had the food. But he was willing to trust God with his not enough. And, and I was telling this before, um, I, I'm not a fish person, okay? I don't eat seafood at all, period. <laughs> Judge me. Come at me. I can't help it. I gag. It's not perfect. People, you're missing out. I'm not. I get sick. I, I can't eat it. I don't desire it. It's not, it's not personal. I'm so glad you love it. Blessed. I'll never know. I don't want to know. Okay. I, and I've tried. Okay. 
So I imagine in this story, instead of fish and bread, it's a tri-tip sandwich, okay? I'm thinking like, I'm there all day. Well, I've been here for hours. This is really good, but I cannot wait to eat my tri-tip sandwich. So good. And then someone comes up and goes, hey, you have any food? Who's asking? (laughs) Well, the people are hungry. I'm like, oh, man. Well, what am I going to do, share it with two or three people? I mean, I guess I'd probably be willing to do that. Well, we just need to take, we're going we're gonna to share with everybody. Well, what else do you have so far? Nothing. I, I think some other people probably have some food. You know what I'm saying? Even in this room right now, at least two of you have food. There's, I see some candy right here. I see some chips. Anybody else have food anywhere in this room? Food, 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 food. Okay. Thousands of people. There's no way. But you know what? The handful of people that had it, they had their reasons. It's their food. They're hungry. They, maybe some other parents are like, don't you give them that, son. You know what I'm saying? There might be some other little boy that had their food that was, don't you do I don't know. But, but it didn't make sense. And, and I'll tell us, sometimes God's going to ask things from us that don't make sense. But if we'll trust them with our not enough, we'll be a part of a huge blessing. Even if we weren't the one that needed it, maybe somebody else needs that blessing if you'll, if you'll, if you'll be trusted. And, and it's not about fair. And it's not about, yeah, it's mine and I was ready for it. Hey, but how much better is it to be the one that gave the sandwich and saw the miracle? Truly, if I had passed up that opportunity and thought I made the right call and then later somebody else gave their sandwich and they were blessed, I'd be like, darn. <laughs> I probably should have gave my sandwich. It probably wasn't worth it that much. And I say that because I feel like this happens in my life all the time. And I don't realize it. But I have those split-second unctions. Hey, go, go pray for that person. Go give this. Go encourage them. Whatever. There's these moments we have where we could go do something. And we could justify real quickly. Nah. That was just, yeah, I'll pray for them. Lord bless them. Amen. Okay. Right? Or, or whatever it is, we have these, or, or I've tried. You, you know, you're loving on someone, and we get to this point, well, I've, I've done all I can, and maybe God said, hey, just keep loving. There's these things, they don't always make sense, but, but God's asking us to give, I, I, and I just want to be part. I'd rather say yes too many times than be the one that misses it or, or, or convinces myself I shouldn't and miss out on the miracle that God has. Amen? Amen. Uh, uh, if I could have the keys come up, we're going to end here in a second. Uh, but I have two other things I just want to share from this passage that encourage me. This one's not crazy, but I feel like the Lord, um, this is a new one that I had never felt before or, or heard before, and it was just kind of a backing, and I think maybe it's just for somebody um, today. Uh, that boy, okay, look, we have some champion students. Y'all are, I mean, Jordan over here, he wins like every game, every uh, Wednesday night. I mean, he's athletic, he's good looking, he's talented, they sing, they dance, all of them. Okay, they're great. But, but it doesn't matter how great you are as a, as, a, as a teenager. When you were a kid, Okay, I don't know if we have any students in here, any actual young, young ones. Y'all living your best life. You're not packing your own lunch. You're not taking your jacket with you, to, you know, right? Like parents, right? You know, don't forget your jacket. Take it. It's not cold out, right? I, don't know, I used to convince my parents. Uh, they had to make a rule that if I could see my breath outside, I had to take my jacket, okay? Because I would always forget it. I'd never want it. I didn't want my back. Okay? So, so I'm thinking this boy has his lunch. Well, someone had to pack that lunch. Someone had to, to remind him to have that lunch. And not just that, but train him up in such a way that he was willing to give that lunch when he was asked. That's not natural. That comes from, from some of y'all in the background uh, building up and believing in. And you don't always see the fruit and you don't know what it's going to look like. But I am believing for some of you to be encouraged today. I see grandparents. I see aunts and uncles, uh, uh, single parents, people, all of you. 
work so hard to try to bring your students to youth, to bring them to kids as often as you can, and you're not sure. And I feel like the God just want to encourage me. That miracle happened because of y'all and what you do. And we're blessed by this story today. And in the same way, uh, the world is going to be blessed by your investment into those people. So don't quit. You're doing it right. Keep being faithful. God's going to take your not enough and make it more than enough. It might not look like you thought. It might not be in your life directly or how you thought. But I'm believing that they're going to turn and do the right thing at the right time. And it's going to be a blessing to people. Amen. Finally, I want to share this, and then we're going to pray. I'm just going to pray over y'all. I'm excited. I hope the word is life to you as it is to me. Um, I just think it's so cool that there was leftovers. Because what happens here, if you read the next story, they go into the storm. And here, they, I talked about remembering the things of God. And that when we focus on the blessings, we feel blessed. When you focus on the bad, you'll feel bad, right? And, and I think God is intentional. In the Bible, in, in, all over the Old Testament, it talks about making memorials. It talks about that God would do the supernatural thing and then say, hey, build something. Show, bring some rocks out from that river I just stopped and make a monument so that you'll remember and even your kids will remember the, the awesomeness of God. I mean, we're, we're told to remember the great things God has done because we might need them. They will be encouragement. I know I'm encouraged. I know I self-coach myself when I'm discouraged sometimes and I remind myself, no, wait, what am I talking about? God, you've been so good. You've been faithful and my faith rises and my assurance rises, right? And here, I just thought it was so cool in the story. There was so much left over that there were 12 baskets, one for each disciple. And they all get on a boat and they go into what ends up being a storm but they get to take the miracle of today into the storm of tomorrow. And I just believe God has everything we need. Even before we hit the storm, he has given you what you need for that storm, not to discourage you, not to defeat you. And, and, and for me, I feel challenged. If I am getting beat up by the storm, I've probably taken my eye off the thing that God has given me because he gives us what we need to go into the hard times with blessing, amen. I wanna pray for you this morning, church. I want to pray those three points over your life uh, for anybody that that relates to. Uh, one is to be hungry and in pursuit of God. Whether that's because, uh, you know, life just happens and we just kind of, we're here now. I, I, I want to pray for anyone that just wants to be hungry for again, to run after that, whatever that looks like in each stage of life. I, I don't want to be the person that just comes to church. I want to come expectant to church. I'm come ready to church. I'm going to come to be used and to grow in church and to be the church and to see God move. I, I want to run. And it doesn't mean physically running in our hearts be after the heart of God. And so I'm believing for anybody, maybe you've been too busy or too tired or you've gotten discouraged. Let's be hungry for God. Let's seek God again, amen? That's the first thing I'm gonna pray for. The second thing is that we will trust God. We will come to God with our issues, but trust him in the process. And, and, and if you're like me, you've maybe been discouraged because you don't see what you were hoping for or how you thought it would be. And I want to believe that God is going to reveal to some of you, there may be just a few people today, but I think some people need to be reminded that God is with you. I know, Pastor Gary, you showed this really cool example one time of like a plane in the sky, and it looks like it's not even moving, but it's going like a gajillion miles per hour. And sometimes that's how God is in our life. Like it doesn't look like he's moving, but he's moving big time in our life. God is always moving. And that stood out to me, and I love it. And I believe that is for somebody to be reminded today. God is moving. Let's, and then third and finally, we, need, we, want, to, we want to partner with that. Just because you can't do it all, don't do nothing. Do what you can. Trust God with your not enough, and I know he's going to make it more than enough. Amen. I want to pray. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the cross. If you did nothing else, it would be enough. I hear that all the time, and it's hard because we need so much more, but we don't. It gives us relationship with you. It gives us the grace for heaven, and yet you have so much more for us. Lord, would you give us 
that love for you again or for the first time. Let us be in hungry pursuit. Help me, God. Help me to choose to seek your face, that I would not blame or complain. God, that I would be after your heart. I know that when I draw near to you, you will draw near to me. So God, I just pray for everyone in this room to have a hunger for you again. And God, I pray, help us to trust you in the process. Help us to not grow weary of doing right. Help us to continue to knock until that door is answered, but not to just cheerlead, but to partner with you and trust you in the process. God, if there's anyone here this morning that is facing a need that they've prayed for and they're not seeing the answer, I pray for encouragement. I pray for assurance. I pray you begin to reveal to them that you are moving. It just looks different. It might be different timing, but God is perfect because you're perfect. I said it's perfect because he is perfect, church. God is perfect, church. He is moving perfect in your life. His timing is perfect, church. And finally, Lord, I just pray. I pray, Lord, that you would use our not enough. The truth is, God, none of us, none of us really have much to offer, but that you use it to do incredible things. And so, Lord, I pray that I wouldn't be on the sideline. I wouldn't be just expecting you to do things, but God, I give. I give my all. I give my all, God. I pray, help us, help us, help us to know the people to encourage, the words of life to share, the money to give, whatever it looks like, the work to do, whatever it is, God, that you, that you would use us, we would, we would trust you with our not enough and know that you're gonna make it more than enough. We love you this morning. God, I pray a fresh touch over every person in harvest. Thank you that your word is alive and powerful and doesn't return void. We receive your love this morning and your encouragement and your truth in Jesus' name. If you love God, would you give him one more praise this morning, church? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I love you, church. I was telling Pastor last service, I was looking through the podcast. I was seeing because I didn't want to preach something I've preached here, and I couldn't really remember what I preached, okay? It's already starting. I'm already forgetting. All right. Had the baby dad mode. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, and it looks like I preach about once a year, I was saying. And so I, ha I haven't preached this in years if I've ever preached it here. It wasn't in the last four years. So I'm excited. I'll see you next year. Amen? Amen. I'm just kidding. Love you. Bless you. Go have a wonderful day. Enjoy a good meal. High five someone with your air five, I guess, because it's COVID. Amen. We love you. Thank you. God bless. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless. Music